for Tuesday, April 5, the 95th day of 2022. There are 270 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through In the Know at K105. On Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose, live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud or iTunes or Spotify podcasts on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter. And the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. Rain has set in for what will be a majority of the week. We'll tell you about that. Uh, Kanye making making news today. Everybody, of course, super excited about that. Not. And uh, there's a new national champion. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In The No. He is the five-time winner of the coveted Ohio News Hawk Award. He's the two-time Silver Sound nominee covering every corner of the globe. London, Budapest, Rio, Rome, and Tokyo. He's Sam Gormley. And the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm feeling like a lovable loser today. And uh, you're kind of right there with me. You did beat me. Or did we tie? I don't remember. Well, I'm listed in I'm listed one position ahead of you. Okay. I don't know. In order. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see. I was nine. I beat Ken Hallett. That's was, all that matters. I was nine. You were ten. Uh-huh. Ken was 11. There's a new national champion in college basketball this morning, men's college basketball. It's a rock chalk vacate <laughs> is what we're hoping on. So uh, Kansas won last night uh, over North Carolina after it turned out to be the largest comeback in championship game history. And uh, Kansas couldn't buy a bucket in the first half. They had shooting woes, but rallied and came back to give Kansas their Fourth national title, back to Allen Fieldhouse. Second half flurry that erased a 16-point deficit, eventually overcame North Carolina 72-69. I'd be curious to know how many NCAA men's finals have had an approximate final score in that sweet spot of 72 to 71 well, to 79. North Carolina now in the last but six years has lost two game, two national titles by three points or less. Yeah. It, I mean, it turned out to be a decent game. I, I looked in on it with eight minutes to go. Kansas said, almost choked it away, said too. That was too late. I was like, I don't, I don't want to watch the final eight minutes. So I went and watched, finished up something that I had started watching the day before, and then I came back, and there were uh, 34 seconds to go, and then I watched, and then, of course, they had a timeout with 18 seconds to go. And that 34 seconds lasted 25 minutes. Yeah, but. it seemed like. Well, I couldn't tell, but it seemed like it had drug on. Well, um, and then Kansas steps out of bounds on the inbounds pass. Oh, they did? Yeah, with four, 4.6 seconds left, they had the ball pretty much had to inbound it. They were going to get fouled, go to the free throw line, and they stepped out of bounds. So North Carolina had a three at the buzzer that would have tied. Descended it over time, but they missed it. Armando Baycott for uh, the North Carolina Tar Heels. He made NCAA tournament history. He uh, early on last night. He, he had a double double in the first half. He posted a double double in six NCAA tournament games, which is something no other player had ever done. Uh, Oscar Shibway would have done it if Kentucky played in six games. <laughs> in the NCAA tournament, or I believe it's likely based upon 
based on what his experience was exactly, like during yeah. the regular season and in the uh, SEC tournament. So congratulations to him. Did you see the video of where he inj- he he further injured himself? Did I heard you that see he left the, board? the game with an injury. Did you see the board give? There was a loose. Uh, really? There was a loose board in the floor, and when they slow it down, you know, last week we saw the Zion Williamson dunk, and it looked like he was on one of those springboard floors. Uh-huh. This was Baycott went to pivot. He pivoted. Well, these guys are pl- big dudes. Planted with his right foot, and you can just see the piece of hardwood collapse underneath him, and he turned his ankle mm-hmm. and that because the board went further than it was supposed to, and then his ankle went over the top, and so he hobbled around for a while, and then. Uh, Twitter went crazy for a while um, over Jim Nance. Uh, crazy in a good way, by the mm-hmm. way. I love Jim Nance. I, you can make fun; people can make fun of him all you want. Say he's goofy. He gives his ties away. Whatever. I, I just in my lifetime, Jim Nance has painted painted some of the best moments in history for me. Whether it's in golf or the NCAA tournament, so I, I love Nance. Uh, but he did work in one of those clever. Tom Hardisms. Uh, well, it was, uh, yeah, similar to that, but it was not in any way an inside joke. But he did say, um, "Just another manic Monday," you know, yeah, referring Brady ref- Manic, referring or... to Manic from uh, from North Carolina. And so that, I mean, that's clever. It remind. Were you in the room the day that I asked? Um, I I asked um, Tom Leach. His call in the end of the 2012 National Championship when he said, here's how you count to eight, he three, thought of it at two, halftime. one. And I asked him directly. I, I don't know if, if I was in the room when you asked it or if I've heard that story in a yeah, different so He setting, was speaking to a KBA group. And so I, I asked was in him, it. But... I asked him one day, I said about that, I said, when did you, when you get in that position, uh-huh. do you start thinking about these little signature phrases? And, you know, he admitted, you know, you, you do start putting yourself in situations and, and creating see, context and things. It's so. interesting because I know Marty Brenneman, when I told him, he does not do that. He does not. No. Gotcha. He wants it to be 100% natural. So it's, it's just interesting, but I can tell. And if you listen to Jim Nance's final call, he had one planned, but he had to scrap it because of the comeback. Uh, you could tell because it wasn't as crisp as it usually is for mm-hmm. him. Because usually he has, you know, uh, making it up on the fly. Yeah, you could tell. I mean, yeah. it was just the biggest comeback has been completed or something. You could tell he was really slow and thinking it out. Well, congratulations to the young lady who assumed when she got the invitation to compete in the K105 bracket challenge that it was spam. Uh, and deleted it. You know, she was. Uh, <laughs> you, you had to. You had to bail her out um, because she deleted her invitation, thinking that it wasn't legitimate. As if to say, why in the world would I uh, participate in this? But uh, Kenzie uh, was victorious because she was the only person to pick Kansas as and the national champion. She was and ridiculed by a member of her family too. She she won convincingly with one hundred seven points. Of course, I think that national championship game is worth. Uh, at least 32 points I think so. in by itself because it's escalated. They double. They go like 1, 2, 4, 8, 16, and 32 uh, across the bracket. So if you pick the national champion, then you end up with a, a pretty nice uh, payday as a result of that. However, on the year that we thought Whitney Carmen would fade, she finished <laughs> she tied, tied for second. Well, she's listed in second with 73 points. Princess Tiana also had 73 points in what is listed as third place. And then, you know, the the rest of us. I got to give Cole some credit. He swung for the fences. 
Uh, had Villanova gotten a little bit further, he would have done better than eighth. But then you wrap up the lovable losers when, you know, all of my Final Four was out early. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't early. wasn't the strongest wasn't the strongest tournament year, but uh you know what? We we had fun. There's there's always next year. Uh soggy day ahead. Rain chances high today, again tomorrow morning and into the midday. You may see some fog possible over areas tomorrow that uh it, where it rains this evening and then the skies might clear briefly. That typically will create uh, foggy conditions for you. Then chilly air will return Friday and Saturday with... Um, Wait a second. Do I see that right? Yeah, there's a snowflake on that graphic for Friday and for okay. Saturday. You know who I blame for those. Yes, and he's not here today. He's on assignment, so he can't he can't be chastised for it directly. A sternly worded tweet. Is that, is that allowed? Might, uh, yeah, sure. Uh, a mix of rain and snow showers and cold wind chills for Friday and Saturday. Now, those will be in the latter portions of the day when the lows get down in the mid-30s that you might see that mixture. So, But it is insulting here on spring break that you could get a wintry mix. On, but you know what? Next week looks like we're going we're gonna to roll out and it looks like be, we're going to be good. It's going to be warm, but you're going to get you know, I can 30% live, chance of rain I can live with next that. week. So. I, I'll take a little bit of rain in, in 80 over whatever today is. Oh, 80 is always better. Uh, no, without uh, without a doubt, President Biden yesterday called on Vladimir uh, called for Vladimir Putin to be tried for war crimes and said he'll seek more sanctions against Russia after what he described as outrageous atrocities around Kiev. One of the president's top advisors said the Russians had exacted a horrible toll before making a uh, some uh, retreat from and around Ukraine's capital to regroup for dangerous forays elsewhere. I, there is growing consensus. Uh, Volodymyr Zelensky is speaking to the uh, UN Security Council. Uh, he may be doing it right now. He was, they were preparing for that a few minutes ago before they went to commercial break. So um, I also am hearing a lot where there are a lot of Russians who are resigning from boards, Russian-based boards like companies that have boards of directors. you got people who are doing whatever they can to sever ties because – Get out while you can. While while Putin may not be f- feeling the pinch entirely just yet, those around him are. So if you can crack if you can crack the foundation of his support system, then eventually you get to him. I still am puzzled by this. Uh, I it, I I would have considered Putin a smart guy, and a, and and maybe he is smart, but he totally played this the wrong way, or he fell victim of something that I think. Former President Trump did as well, and that's just surrounding you, surrounding yourself with people that is tantamount to an echo chamber. You say something, and those people just repeat that same thing back to you. And so, you if you surround yourself with yes men and women, then they're just repeating back to you what your ideas are, and you never get a true understanding of what's really happening. So either he doesn't really hap- know what's happening in the field, he was fed bad information about what Ukraine would do, or or he's not as bright as we thought, or perhaps he's having some type of mental break. But this, or, or, there's or no he's way. Just a jack wagon. Well, he, I mean, I, I think he, his his actions dictate he is a jack wagon. But it would have seemed to me, I don't know what success looks like for Russia mm-hmm. right now. I don't. I, that's why I'm thinking if I'm in his shoes and I go, what what did you think you were going to accomplish? And whatever it is, unless it's complete failure, you have um, 
you, you've become a pariah around the world. Well, at least with the sensible world. So, but anyway, we'll continue to uh, continue to monitor that. For something happening so far around the world, it's occupying you know a lot of bandwidth for Americans because it has intermediate and long-term repercussions for us as well. Here's something I haven't looked at in a while: a COVID map. Hmm. A new COVID nineteen map was released. Uh, the to the Kentucky community levels, there's no longer red or orange even on the. It's not even an option uh, for on, red. Or on orange. the on the key, they just removed it, and so the Kentucky Department for Public Health yesterday shows there has been a sharp decline in new cases, deaths, and positivity over the last month. But we did see uh, COVID nineteen related deaths Come on, top southeastern Kentucky fifteen thousand over the last month. The latest community levels show 114 counties in the green. That's indicating a low level. Six counties are in the yellow. That's in the medium level. So uh, Clay, Laurel, Whitley, Knox, and then uh, what, Harrison, Harrison and, and Pendleton. And Pendleton County up there. They're just for um, trends over the last month. Sorry, that's Robertson, not Pendleton. Okay, 2,688 cases during the previous week, but the April, that was in March 7th, but the April 4 report shows 943 for the previous week, and the positivity rate is down under 2%. Mm. So that's good. There, But there have been 15,000, the adjusted number has been 15,028 deaths. So that, that map, considering what the map we had lived with for so long, all that green looks Wonderful. The University of Kentucky said their weekly testing requirement for students and employees who uh, are vaccinated against uh, coronavirus would end. I wonder if that's true. I think they were just. I thought they were just testing for those who were not vaccinated against. But uh, either way, it's signaling a change. The move comes up amid high vaccination rates at the school and lower rates of the virus on campus and in the Lexington community. So, seeing some changes with that. Now, if the NTSB or airlines will get their act together then maybe we'll be doing something. The Grayson County Technology Center has received a multi-million dollar allocation from the School Facilities Construction Commission, which is an independent agency that provides an equitable distribution of state funding for the construction and technology needs of Kentucky school districts. With Kentucky House members prioritizing funding Kentucky classrooms at historic levels, uh, according to officials, the House and Senate versions of state budget HB1 allocates $10 million in funding to the Grayson County Schools, specifically for the Grayson County Technology Center. That's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. I mean, um, I know schools are expensive, and but I, I would be curious to know what... Does Does Matt Hayes now, the principal, does he get to like break out his Christmas list and like go through and mm-hmm. check it off now? He's been shopping at Amazon all morning. <laughs> I need this and I need that and I need... Been, bring me one of those. I'll take three of those. I will be. The poor it, UPS man for him. In all earnestness, I will be curious to know what... Ten million dollars does for the technology center. Like they, they have to have. I'm curious what they're going to support. Some yeah. type of yeah. It will be interesting to see the specifics of what ten million dollars equates to in practical. Here's what we have as a result of that that we weren't going to have otherwise. So I'm sure we'll get a report about that at some point in time. Uh, Hardin County man has been charged with 20 counts of distributing child pornography. The Kentucky State Police Electronic Crimes Branch arrested 47-year-old James Earl Crane of Vine Grove and charged him with 20 counts. He was arrested as a result of an undercover internet crimes against children investigation and um, the investigation is ongoing. He was lodged in the Hardin County Detention Center on $10,000 cash bond. Um, 
Six more Kentucky counties are moving to regional driver's licensing. None of them, none of them are close to us. But here's the one of the reasons that I do this. Some of this is selfish. I again looked in my wallet to try and determine when my driver's license expires. Uh, like two weeks. So I I have a passport, so I don't I I don't have to worry about federal ID and uh, I don't have to worry about real ID yet and uh, being able to go to a federal building if I need to, et cetera. But I will get a real ID when it's practical to do it. But each time I see this story and go like, oh, well, we've already made the transition, but it reminds me, oh, yeah, double check, because most of my life you got a postcard that said, hey, your mm-hmm. license is expiring, and they don't do that anymore. So I got an email. You did get an email? I did, yeah, because mine's, mine's expiring legitimately in two and a half weeks. Okay. And luckily they have a an appointment that they they're setting up in I think two weeks that they're coming to the courthouse and they're doing like they're pop doing up pop-ups. Ups. That's right. So yeah. I, when I saw that, I immediately signed up and I, I know that if you're getting your real ID that you got to make sure that you really go on the website cause you need like, I mean, you, you need multiple forms of identification and documentation and everything that I know that I'm going to need to sit there and read the night before. So my passport and my driver's license should be okay though. Do I need a note from my mother? Yeah, it's like okay. uh, you need like to cut off your right arm. Ma, I need a note. It's it's, it's a lot of it is. Like, I think you need like three or four different forms of identification. Really, yeah. you would think you would think a it's passport. like a birth, birth certificate. Uh, passport is an option. You can use a, like a uh, your rental agreement if you rent. It's if you go to their website, it's really helpful because they even have like a little. If you bring your mortgage, will they pay it? Like, will you bring your now, you bring your mortgage along when I, you say, "Hey"? I was. I've, what I've been curious is, do they need to play Olivia Rodrigo, the driver's <laughs> license song, when you when you get your new one? As soon as you step out of your car in the parking lot, it do starts playing over it? the loudspeakers. Yes. By the way, the latest counties: Boyle, Bracken, Bullet, Harrison, Robertson, and Washington County. Speaking of Robertson County, so those are already yeah, that there. on your bingo card I'm for Robertson curious. to get two mentions. <laughs> Shout out to Robertson. <laughs> um, I am surprised. You must have gotten caught up in some database that is connected to your expiration date on your driver's license that I'm not in. Although maybe I will get one two months from now or three months from now when mine is about to expire. That, that's sent, probably I got, what it is. I've gotten two of them uh, on the 1st of February and the 1st of March. Okay. So, they sent so to be clear, the, I'll probably do the same when I get to my renewal time. Yeah, mine doesn't. Re, mine doesn't expire until the end of August, so, so I would get one somewhere around July first. Correct. You know that's and it's helpful because it, when it popped up, because that's not something I check. But I'm gonna go ahead. I'm just gonna go ahead and do it. Uh-huh. I'm just gonna get it out of the. I'm just gonna. I think I'm gonna do the real ID too. I'll because I'll, I'll be that goofball on September the fifteenth that goes mm-hmm. somewhere and they need my driver's license and they say, "Sorry, we can't accept mm-hmm. this. It's expired." And I'm like, oh. And they'll make you sing Olivia Rodrigo to, to keep it going. <laughs> That's the walk of shame, singing <laughs> Olivia Rodrigo. Uh, what else to tell you about? Uh, volunteers sought to help clean up battlefields across the state, in case that uh, appeals to you. Uh, Keon Brooks Jr. declares for the NBA draft but is eligible to return, so he'll test the waters but will not sign with an agent to allow him to come back if he wants. Sam, historically what this means is Keon's announcement will be today and then maybe Ty Ty's announcement. To, to, uh, uh, Keon's was yesterday. Ty Ty's probably today or Oscar's today. Though there will be subsequent dates of mm-hmm. these announcements. They don't do them all at once. But they, they've I, only done that once, 2012. But, but I expect them. 
I, yeah, I expect them all to test the waters or the ones we the ones we and, suspect. And the well, at least. People are like, well, why is he doing it? You're allowed to do it once. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, and, and Keon Brooks. Keon Brooks option. is a junior too, so next year's going to be it for him, regardless. What's this weird cryptic um, from the rifle team? The young oh, lady who she weird. basically is transferring. She said, "But for reasons that I don't understand, uh-huh. I will be transferring from." She's good. Too. She's a, an Olympic medalist and uh-huh. a three-time national champion, and she sends this cryptic "I'm out of here" tweet, and people are going, uh-huh. "All right, what's going on with the rifle program?" Which, as I put in. Uh, KSR group chat, I said, you know, I'm going to write a column that has to say the transfer portal is ruining college rifling. <laughs> well, it is. Uh, it does have implications. Kyra Elsey, who will be relying upon the transfer portal, has had her contract <laughs> yeah, extended to through 2027. Interesting. And then uh, interesting move. Kenny Payne is on the precipice of. Um, so I go back to you always want your. Uh, I've always thought of this in the, when it comes to Mitch Barnhart and Mark Stoops. You always That's why they get, for every winning season, he automatically gets a extra contract year. year, an extra year on his contract, so that when you go recruit, you know that your current coach's contract is longer than how long that student will be on campus. It's a, it's a sign of commitment to leadership. So that's why they do that. And I would imagine they want to create a similar dynamic with Elsie. But it is weird to see mass transfers at the end of a season that, by and large, ended on a good note, and then go contract extension. Uh-huh. So that's what a I find very interesting is in on Kentucky Sports Radio today is Matthew Mitchell. Oh yeah, you know somebody's going to call in and ask him. Of course, yeah, so I have to, to and I'll be interested to hear his dodge because mm-hmm. he will also try and dodge it. And then uh, Kenny Payne is apparently on the verge of hiring his first full time staff member at U of L. It looks like he will have poached nolan smith who was a an assistant coach at duke until uh, well he and they were playing through the weekend his dad had played with kenny payne or had played for the cardinals in the 80s so uh there could be some others like milt wagner maybe joining the staff and this is going to get real i mean i um the here's the other thing that coaches historically would have been cursed by when you go into a new job and the cupboard is bare, you are limited by whatever you can recruit to put on the court the following season. So when you're starting from scratch, it takes a long time to build a roster. But in the transfer portal world, all Kenny Payne has to do is start looking around, and you can b- assemble okay. a team. Now hiring th- sign. That's exactly right. And so it, this really turns into professional athletics. So Kenny Payne will be able to make Louisville better sooner than coaches historically would, but the other shoe still hasn't dropped in the same way that it hasn't dropped on Kansas yet to see if any of them are going to get smacked by the NCAA that remains to be seen. we got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. Today is Dandelion Day. There are portions of the spring usually when I think 
that the dandelion should be the state flower of Kentucky instead of the goldenrod. Mm-hmm. Dandelions jumping up everywhere. It is also Roadmap Day today to promote map reading as an enjoyable pastime and survival skill. Oh, Rand McNally helped me pass many, many miles on the highway in the back of the family car. Does that count learning how to fold it up, too? That was always a problem. Listen, I learned at an early age, um, folding maps wasn't for the faint of heart. No. You know, I'd watch others try and do it. You know, those that I was, uh, my elders, I'd see them like, well, that's not as easy as you would think it might be. I always have been a geography nerd with that. So, I mean, like, I had a map that I kept folded up in my room where I would mark where all of the college football teams Mm -hmm. stadiums were and all the basketball like where was the college and market all of that um i always liked maps so for those of you that don't know my dad was a navigator in the air force Mm -hmm. and so i'm not allowed to admit any navigational weakness because the reason i'm not allowed to admit it's because i have none because clearly i have top-notch navigational skills (laughs) i've only been lost a couple of times in my in my life but as a result of that, I have always had a passing interest in just general, just general routing and wayfinding in various places. And a lot of people go through life and don't realize there are signs all of, all around you dictating where to go, where yeah, where to go and how to get there, even if they're not obvious. Things like mile markers and road numbers and their significance, et cetera. But yeah, so it's um, it's roadmap day, and I'm not kidding. Like that that Rand McNally book atlas would be shoved mm-hmm. down in the back pocket of the mm-hmm. car you know and there wasn't was, a lot to do like your sisters were wearing you out or you're tired of them so let's just read the atlas yeah i always was really good and my mom will tell the story that when i was about four or five i got my grandparents to the airport in cincinnati yes, that's in, in right. Covington. yeah I so i mean i was story yeah, yeah. so no <laughs> i've always been where my little brother now is 22, and I still don't think he could get to the airport. <laughs> Not without Uber. No. Uh, it's Bell Bottoms Day today, and you notice they never have they never have Ride Your Bike to Work Day and Bell Bottoms Day on the same day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's two things you don't want to combine. Boots with the fur? Yes, and it's uh, deep dish pizza day today, which is not, is not my preferred. No, I, it takes I, way too long. I don't mind it from time to time, but you need to be committed to it. You mm-hmm. know, it takes it takes longer. Uh, when it first came out, deep dish pizza, I remember when they would bring the pans out and they were heavy and they would mm-hmm. clank the table. I'm like, oh, that sounds kind of cool. But as I've gotten older, no, I don't think I like that. I don't think that's. And when I went to Chicago last summer, it was. You know, we it's like when you're there, you gotta you gotta eat it. And it I don't yeah, like thin. I, I don't. You know, I'll, I don't, see, I, I, I'll take thin over deep well, dish. Well, I probably will take week. it over because you can eat more of it because there's far less bread. But I just kind of want like the hand toss. Just give me the hand mm-hmm. toss, traditional. the traditional, and we'll, we'll be fine. I don't ask for much. Just you know, no. just keep just keep it traditional. Uh, the good news came in overnight. I. I over the last few years, so in the 42 or so seasons of Survivor, I I saw a lot of the early seasons, and then in the middle, I didn't watch very much, but over the last maybe three, four years, but that would turn into six or eight seasons, we've become much more loyal to watching Survivor. And I see these alliances form, and I see the power that some of these alliances wield and these alliances show up in other places like big brother or other, uh, you know, other social and strategy games. And so using, using that knowledge and how to maneuver those things over in the last 24 hours, a new superpower Alliance 
has come into focus. And it involves Elon Musk and myself. Oh, so, no, that's... so as of as of yesterday, I mean, you two look identical. Between the two of us, between Elon Musk and myself, we own nearly ten percent of Twitter. I mean, if you if you take my holdings and you take his holdings and you put them together, to be precise, it's about nine point two percent, roughly ten percent. Now, do you all like have morning meetings now over a cup of coffee to discuss? Sure, those new Twitter spaces. Uh-huh. Now, can we get an edit button? We'll take it under advisement. Those that and many other things are the things that Elon and I are taking uh-huh. under advisement now. To be clear, because he owns his own space company, mm-hmm. I decided I would not contest in any way him getting the board seat mm-hmm. on the on the Twitter board of directors. I said, you know, you're more famous than I am marginally. So I mean, you, you, if he comes here, <laughs> you, well, on, if, if he and I walked, if he and I walked door to door in Southgate Mall, more people uh-huh. would know me. Than him, if you walk on Punkin Center. <laughs> but I told I told Elon, you take the board seat. Mm-hmm. But between the two of us, we have a super alliance formed. Now that we're going in, to fix in Twitter. this agreement, do you get to go on the next SpaceX launch? You and Jeff Bezos. Well, that hasn't been that hasn't been discussed. I doubt Jeff Bezos is going to be involved. Um, but I mean, I. I there could be an opportunity for me in SpaceX. Well, I'll put it to you this way, Sam. I don't know with absolute certainty that I will never be involved in some type of SpaceX flight. Mm-hmm. I mean, can can you say with no, absolute certainty that I, I won't? And I can't I mean, say that either. I, I know a drone pilot, too, that could get some good shots of you when you take <laughs> off. <laughs> so I'm excited about Twitter's finally going to be fixed. We're already getting some pressure to turn Trump loose in this new super alliance that Elon Musk and I have formed. Um, so, I mean, 10% is a lot of a company mm-hmm. that big to own it. So, in all seriousness, the Tesla and SpaceX founder did not disclose how much he paid for the shares, but he did. Uh, we do hear that his stake is worth $2.9 billion as of the close of trading yesterday. His purchase sent shares of Twitter climbing, and for that I thank you, 20% in pre-market trading, making his stake worth $3.5 billion after the spike. Should I sell him my stock? Should I sell him my Twitter stock while it's at a, at a high? He might, I mean, but he might want to keep you around, though. It's Good true. ideas. It's true. If he buys me out of the deal, then uh-huh. I, you know, I, might, I might end up on the Facebook board or... Mm-hmm. Or you yeah, might just I might, buy SpaceX. I might be on TikTok. Uh, I really working with the Chinese. You know, there's a majority of people though that don't know the backstory on me and my Twitter stock, and I'm not going to tell them just because. Well, I'd rather leave them guessing. You have a lot of shares. Oh, I, I. Let's just put it this way: I am a Twitter shareholder. Mm-hmm. That's about all I can say. Mm-hmm. I can't get into pluralities, but I can I, say I even know where I even know where you keep it. I'm a Twitter shareholder. Uh, businesses, if if you've got a dime to spare, retailers, laundromats, and other businesses that rely on coins need you to turn in, along with any other spare change in piggy banks or under couch cushions, as coins are in short supply again. 
a group of trade associations that represent individual businesses, including banks, retail outlets, truck stops, grocery stores, asking the Treasury Department for more help convincing Americans to get coins back in circulation. I have a big, huge container of coins that I need to take to the bank. I need just to. Here, I usually take these. it to that Coinstar machine thing. And yeah. pops it pops me out an Amazon gift card. I need to do it, but it's so heavy right now. I'm mm-hmm. going to need Sam. I'm going to have to have you come over and carry it for me in my advanced. I've got crew members in my that advanced that. state of age that I am. Can I Elon need, come and help you? Well, I mean, you think between the two of us, we have some some squires that mm-hmm. could could help us. Uh, is um. Is your mom around today? Do you know? I don't know. So you haven't seen her surface yet? I haven't yet? seen. She's not left so to comment. So let's go ahead but... and put it this way. When it comes to spring cleaning, no one does it better than Sam Gormley. Well, I, I did it did this weekend. I know that you did. And I'm certain that you also covered what cleaning experts say most often gets overlooked, and that's your lamps. Now, I, how do you? When was the last time you cleaned a lamp? Uh, I mean, I may have wiped the... I mean, I have one lamp in my... In my, you know, sitting in my living room yep. that I turn on every night. Keeping kitchens and bathrooms uh, spick and span is easy to remember. But according to advice recently published by uh, supplier online bedrooms, they say that most people don't think so much about pillows and curtains. And surprisingly, the cozy bedroom lamp can become a hotbed of germs if left uncleaned. The bacteria building up quickly without the owner giving it so much as a second thought. Lamps do kind of just blend into the decor. You don't really think about them catching dust and other germs. So when you do your spring cleaning, maybe give the lamps a little love that you might otherwise overlook. Skippy issues a recall on three of its peanut butter varieties. I've had Skippy before. I can't tell you that I've not had it, but I was raised in a Peter Pan household, and I live in a Jif household. Mm-hmm. I got no room for Skippy. Mm-hmm. So I can't. I mean, I Skippy can't. John Jones, sure, uh-huh. but not Skippy Peanut Butter. I can't uh, Skippy John Jones. That's something I've heard in a while. It's a book, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's a book series. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't eat Jif because I know that my grandma, when she was alive, there was a television commercial probably about fifteen or twenty years ago. Of that she hated of a little girl that was like apparently as she described it was being very rude to her mother about Jeff peanut butter. <laughs> so she wrote a letter to Jeff and complained. And you're teaching kids and I bad th- manners. Yeah, and I think Jeff's response was, "Well, that's just how kids are today." <laughs> so my grandma refused to ever buy Jeff peanut butter. Funny. And a couple of headlines making me laugh: a Missouri man arrested for wearing an idiot shirt. Arrested for drunk driving, but oh, my picture's gone. I guess more funnily, I didn't realize from the headline that it was actually when you look at it broader, it's a Biden is an idiot shirt, and it has the O in idiot is that circle slash of the presidential seal. So just last week, some guy in Alabama got arrested for drunk driving. He was wearing a Let's Go Brandon shirt. So you got these bad actors wearing these. You know, they're taking digs at the president, but they're out there breaking the law, getting arrested. And then this headline, <laughs> this headline uh, puzzled me, made me chuckle, but also gave me a whole lot of questions. Woman in Ireland hospitalized after holding in flatulence for two years around her boyfriend. She, ref- How? she refused to um, How? release the winds of change. 
until she ended up in extreme pain. Well, yeah. And uh, did they spend twenty four seven around one another? Allegedly caused her appendix to burst. I don't know if that's true or not, but it's not something I've ever heard before. But I offer it as a cautionary tale, and uh, you can look into it further if you need more information. I'm not going any deeper into that. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Uh, more on the way here on In the Know. Did you know? So I ran into our mail carrier yesterday here, and I always feel bad. I don't know whether I feel to blame or who it is to blame, but the things we're asking our postal service workers to deliver these days Mm -hmm. is ridiculous because I don't think we've equipped them. Mm -hmm. We've not equipped them the way that we're treating the other couriers. So the struggle that I see are USPS workers trying to deliver reams of copy paper. Mm-hmm. There, are, there are other carriers to deliver that heavy, mm-hmm. that something that dense. So anyway, I really feel bad of that. I saw something uh, even at Christmas that came through the mail service, and I had to go to the post office and pick it up, and I thought, I cannot believe that this would be shipped through the United States Postal Service. It's just preposterous. I was told then they've delivered toilets before. I think you ship a toilet from the postal through the postal service, but nonetheless, that encounter yesterday reminded me of this: mailing an entire building has been illegal in the United States since 1916, mm-hmm. when a man mailed a 40,000 ton brick house across Utah to avoid paying high freight rates. What was his mail bill? That's what I'm curious to know. How how was it that he figured out he could mail it through the postal service for? I mean, how much is it a pound right now? I don't know. There has to be some. How big, many stamps does that take? Had to be some kind of loophole. Yeah, he's going to need a couple of stamp books for that. Uh huh. Going to need a airmail. Maybe need some airmail stamps <laughs> in order to in order to do that. Masters week, so NCAA tournament out of here, gone. We got opening day too. And now all eyes focused, at least for a couple of days, on the Masters and getting ready. Tiger still saying that his 22nd start as a professional in the Masters will be a game-time decision. His 22nd start may be this year, may not be until next year, but he is still um, a, he's still leaning toward – he's still in the lineup. He's still in on the starting grid coming up on Thursday. If he wins, I hope he says screw it. <laughs> that would be that would be you know it would be remark. I don't think the the world may implode yeah. if that happened. I don't know. Did you see the pictures of the? Out. Did you see the pictures of the gallery yesterday of his practice round? No, oh, I can only imagine. I, mean, I know. It, I I put in tickets. I don't know if you uh, put in to get the lottery. No, I never have. I did for the first time this year. I, I obviously did not get selected. Yeah, I was really wanting a pimento cheese sandwich for a dollar fifty. That'd be all right. Uh, here are the odds, though. So, not surprisingly, John Rahm is the favorite at ten to one. Justin Thomas at fourteen to one. Dustin Johnson at sixteen to one. Cameron to Smith. Uh, Cameron Smith at sixteen. Uh, Scotty Scheffler at sixteen. Then Rory's at eighteen. Kepka's at twenty. Xander Shoffley is at twenty. Patrick Cantlay is at twenty. Jordan Spieth at twenty. Victor Hovland. He's kind of a dark. I I think his odds may be better than twenty. Is Bryson playing or no? 
Uh, yes, he is. And he's a 28 to 1. Uh, the, the thing Phil about Bryson. Not, though, right? Pardon me? Phil is not. Allowed, I have not I seen so. Phil. Yeah, I think Phil's trying to I lay low. I think he's blackballed. Yeah, he's trying to lay, lay low. Uh, Colin Marakawa, uh, multiple, multiple major winner, is at 20 as well. I, um, I think, see, the thing about Bryson, Bryson is so long mm-hmm. that he's not rewarded. Uh, Bryson's game doesn't set up well for Augusta. for Augusta. And so, but there are your, there are your odds. Grammy's 2022 ratings nearly uh, narrowly beat out last year's record low. So the 2022 Grammys only slightly better than the 2021 Grammys, and I would um, I would suppose that is only because people had some passing interest, at least on who might get slapped. True, true. Well, we got a you know we got award show seven days away from one another. Let's see who might get slapped on uh, slapped on this edition. And Kanye has dropped out of Coachella less than two weeks before the festival begins. Well, he just gave them what they want because there had been a petition that like 30,000 people signed that say he should be dropped from Coachella. And he just turns around and says, okay, well, I won't be in Coachella. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland has an immersive new Beatles exhibit called Get Back to Let It Be. So since the Apple, uh, since the Disney Plus docuseries came out, you know, Beatles fans have been just fed a steady diet. So I guess of, Dennis of new can content. finish reading his book and can finish reading all of his songbook, and then I, I will tell you, I, I I would go to Cleveland to see the Yankees play the Guardians if I could also go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and mm-hmm. I could go to a Christmas Story museum. That would be the only reason I would have going to. And then you could to, stop at Canton on the way home to Cleveland. I don't know if I want to go to Canton. Uh, although I will tell you, I have been to the Baseball Hall of Fame, so I might as well go to the Football Hall of Fame, and I can check I both those, the uh, check those off my list. You want to go to like the underwater basket weaving hall, like sure, all the Hall of Fames? Why not? Yeah. Why not? Mm, I'm sorry, no, I can't go. Why not? I can't go to all. all I've of been to the Grace County High School Hall of Fame. I walk through it every day. Yeah, me too. That I'm at the high school. We got to get to a break. We'll come back, finish it up for the morning. You're on in the know. Call you the bandit. MB's point to ponder for today. You wear no man's Think of the average person Some say they and how dumb they are. Right, think of the average person, how dumb they are. And now consider half of us are dumber than that. Oh, I know. I'm well aware of that. You ever been on social media? <laughs> I have. But it, when you think of it in those terms, we just take the average person no, and then divide that in half. You, oh. <laughs> is that something you all talk about at Twitter? Uh, that is something Elon and I have talked a lot about. The dumbness, Peter? In the last, uh, yeah, in the last 24 hours. Uh, the So uh, task number one was edit button. Mm-hmm. Task number two is no. Trump or no Trump. And Minister of Dumb Tweets? <laughs> Minister of Dumb Tweets would be really solid. The the Trump the Trump or no Trump thing is because this truth social thing is going to fall flat on its nose. So you you're going to have to capture you have to capture that intrigue some somehow. So I say you let him back in the game. Just, you know, every every whether it's the WWE or whatever it is, can, everybody needs a heel. Can you 
Can you turn it on, though? Can you only, like, tweet between 7 a.m. and 7 p.m.? <laughs> well, maybe. Why, because you're going to miss something while you're sleeping? Is that why you well, don't want to? I mean, to... usually, I mean, we, do we need Kofifi again? <laughs> Kofifi. Uh, on the Food Network tonight, series premiere of Big Restaurant Bet. And on HBO, Tony Hawk until the wheels fall off. I've never been a big skateboarding fan, so I mean, I, I respect well, I, Tony Hawk for what I had he does. A friend but I, who had a skateboarding video game that was always fun to play, it. but that's about all of the skateboarding that I did. Today's highlight in history: this date in 1951, Julius and Ethel Rosenberg were sentenced to death following their conviction in New York of charges on conspiring to commit espionage for the Soviet Union. Pocahontas married John Rolfe. This date in 1614. Happy anniversary to them. In 1621, the Mayflower sailed from Plymouth Colony on a month-long trip back to England. Charlton Heston died this date in 2008. Singer Agnita Falskog from ABBA is 72 today. Pharrell Williams is 49. Sterling K. Brown is 46 today. Not a lot of celebrity birthdays, but several gone but not forgotten birthdays. Booker T. Washington in 1856. Pop Warner in 1871, Spencer Tracy in 1900, Betty Davis in 1908, Gregory Peck in 1916, Ooh, Atticus Finch, mm-hmm. Colin Powell in 1937. Let's go to chart toppers to 1953 and the Percy Faith Orchestra, number one with the oh. song from Moulin Rouge. Have you ever seen Baz Luhrmann's Moulin Rouge, the movie? No. Evelyn McGregor and Nicole Kidman? No. No. I remember watching it about 20 years ago, and for the first 10 minutes, I think I thought, why am I watching this? Mm-hmm. This is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Well, and I don't by, think I'm going to watch it. By minute 11, I went, this is wonderful. The soundtrack of it's really good. Mm-hmm. I didn't, the Nicole Kidman work is really good. The Shirelles number one in 1962 with Soldier Boy. No, a different kind of Soldier Boy. A little different, but that's Soldier. Oh, Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy. Tell him. Yeah. Okay. Well, different. Go, yes, slightly different. Let's go to 1971 when the Jackson 5 was at the top of the charts with Never Can Say Goodbye. Or as I called them, the Jackson 5, but mostly Michael. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's an accurate statement. <laughs> <laughs> the Jackson 5, but mostly Michael. Let's go to 1980, Blondie and Call Me. Sam, if you get a chance, will you call her? I'll put somebody on it. Okay. Deborah Harry is her name. You can look her up in the book. You know, that, that phone book that everybody gets in the mail. Phone book? Mm-hmm. What's that? Oh, you know. Let's go to uh, 1989. I'm sure Alaya has no idea what a phone book is. That's Does she? True. No. Oh, I saw Paula Abdul was number one this date in 89, but this is Jody Watley, Real Love, also number one. 
that new Lakers show on HBO the it's called it. Winning Time. The episode from this week was when the Laker girls were formed. Did you know Paula Abdul? I knew she was a Laker girl. I didn't realize she was Laker girl number one. Huh. I'm not sure I knew that. She was part of an audition for a ballet troupe that they were considering. And Jerry Buss said, no, that's, you know, that's too boring. We're not doing that. But then Paula Abdul was in that ballet troupe, and they went and found her. And she became the choreographer and lead dancer for the uh, the uh, inaugural class of the Laker girls. Really? Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Sure did. I, I am loving the story because I just remember Pat Riley and suddenly the Lakers and Showtime and I was a Lakers fan. What I'm learning about is in the late 70s when Buss made the Lakers and turned it into Showtime. I didn't know the backstory. I was too young to know that at that time. So it's kind of interesting to me. And it's also weird to see Jason Siegel play Paul Westfall. It's kind of weird. Casey and JoJo, All My Life, number one in 98. That was played at a few school dances and uh, weddings in the, late, in the late 90s. hope it stayed in the late 90s. I, yeah, I haven't heard that song in too many, uh, too, many, too many dances recently. Of course, come to think of it, I haven't been to too many dances. The Sweet Escape, Gwen Stefani and Akon, number one in 07. I mean, this isn't a bad song. No, it's a good song. I mean, she and she and Akon teaming up there. Let's go to Lucas Graham was number one. It was Six big, years big ago today. It was seven years. We Six years, but it's seven years. Yeah, the song is seven years. Uh-huh. Next it's week's going to be a big anniversary for him because his song, Seven Years, will be yeah, it's a good song. seven years Good old. message. Yeah, once I was seven years old. And then 30? Does he turn into 30 years old eventually? Uh-huh. No, and then and then at the end, it's he grows old and talks about his kids. And okay. It's not bad. Is it like a modern-day Cats in the Cradle kind of song? I guess that's, that's yeah. <laughs> it's Lucas Graham's take on Jim There's, Croce. There are no silver spoon, spoons, so. <laughs> MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Life is a lot like jazz. It's best when you improvise. Life is a lot like jazz. It's best when you improvise. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know, and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, I'm MB, and now you're in the know.